You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Good morning to everybody out there. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and we got a jam-packed show for you today, so we're going to get right into it. Of course, right now is a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Go ahead and tag and share this stream with folks you feel can benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. Also, we uh, want to encourage y'all, if you're not able to watch the show, you guys can also listen to The Day with Trey anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. We're on all the platforms, Google, Spotify, iTunes all of them, you name it, just search Converge Media Network. We want to put this up on the screen here because looks like there's some funding dropping uh, in, in terms of getting businesses up to date with their point of sale systems. So we are encouraging all of our businesses to apply for the Digital Sales Access Program. Shout out to the Office of Economic Development over at the City of Seattle. Looks like there's a lot of other partners involved in this, but Trust me, this is an amazing opportunity. Not only will you get the training that you need, but you'll also walk away with an iPad, point of sale system, everything you need to make sure that your customers are getting rung up in proper style. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, Salman is going to be putting the link right there in the comments, but check out uh, this amazing program and shout out to the Office of Economic Development, OED, for what they are doing over there to make sure these small businesses are getting the access that major brands and businesses are using to this day. I mean, you walk away with an iPad Air, (laughs) y'all. You know, obviously it's amazing for your sales, but it also does so many other things if you guys are thinking about how you guys digitize your customer base. So, you know, upgrade your sales services with that program. Um, You guys, I get the opportunity today to dive in with three amazing people. First up, we're going to be talking to Julia, Jesse, of course, our Clapback Culture queen here on Converge Media. We got to hear what they have going on tonight on Clapback Culture. And after her, I'm going to get a chance to dive in with Mara Palmer. We're going to be talking about Black Graduation that is coming up this weekend. And I'll be ending the show with Haru Chayazaman. He is here once again for Haru Hills segment. We're going to be diving into five-point metrics that you can use for your healing, health, and wellness. So we're going to get right into it. What's up, Jules? Welcome, welcome, hon. Hey, girl. Hey. Happy Thursday. How you doing, boo? I am well. I am well. I know we were th- we were just talking about it. I think we're going to say it's, you know, think it through Thursday, right? We, we want to be mindful of how we're utilizing our brain functions. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. You guys always dive into the dopest topics. What's up this week for Clapback? Yeah, you guys, we have a lot to talk about and to discuss tonight on the show. So please come hang out with me tonight on Clapback. We have to talk about the new timeline and the law enforcement investigation that happened um, as it relates to the Uvalde police and that tragic shooting where too many kids were killed. And so the timeline has rolled out. And the task force has been shown that they were ready and fully equipped, armed, and could have entered 
the classroom. And, and even with this trade, we're finding out that the doors of the classroom may not even have been locked and that the police officers didn't even try to breach the door. Um, so there's a lot of allegations going on, a lot of new details coming out since the invest and since this investigation. And I want to dive deep um, with our viewers tonight to kind of talk about what should and what should have been done and what are some of the preventative measures we can do moving forward. But this is definitely something we should scrutinize. Um, you know, this was a 77 minute attack on these children um, and officers, you know, were inside ready to go and just did not have those clear orders to go in. So we're going to talk about that. Oh, my goodness, Jules. Yeah, I've been seeing this stuff flooding my timeline. There's a lot going on here, a lot of information to uncover. Thank you for tapping into that. What else you guys got tonight on Clapback? Oh, yeah. Well, Brittany Griner, WNBA superstar, you guys, the Kremlin uh, spokesperson came out, according to the New York Post, that guess what? Your good sis is not being considered a hostage. And so that kind of changes up how we're looking and viewing at this case from, um, you know, from Washington's point of view, because they are really trying to um, go in and get her back here on American soil. Uh, but the spokesperson for the Kremlin said, listen, you do the crime, you're going to do the time. And so they said they can't consider her a hostage. She violated the Russian law and now she's being prosecuted. Um, and so, the, you know, they're making uh, the, they're drawing the question of, you know, why should we make an, ex an exemption for a foreign citizen? Uh, Brittany Griner has been locked up for the last couple of months and she's facing five to 10 years for allegedly illegally smuggling drugs or hashish oil into Russia. And this, you know, just is really coming at a time um, when Russia and, and Washington really are in conflict because of the Ukrainian war. And so with all of those things kind of um, working against her, we're not really sure where she stands on all of this, but our prayers um, are with her and with her family during this difficult time for sure. Wow, Jules, there's been so much going on with this case, and it feels like it's been really slow rolling. I mean, this was something I think a lot of folks were like, why are we waiting for, you know, her to get here? This should be a no name issue. Right. We thought it was going to be quick, but it's clear that they are really utilizing uh, their their authority to the maximum capacity here on this case. So, again, appreciate you guys for diving in, Jules. And, you know, I know you got a bunch of other things folks are going to be diving into with you tonight. Uh, make sure the folks know where they can catch clapback culture yes please come and tune in tonight on clapback culture on all converged media platforms tonight 7 p.m uh pacific standard time 10 p.m if you're on the east coast like me can't wait to dive deep with you tonight and clap back at some of our trending topics i'll see you soon uh thank you so much jules we'll see you next week and clearly y'all catch clapback tonight love ya <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, always some dope topics there. And you guys know we had a quick turnaround today, but trust and believe there's going to be a bunch of other stuff that they touch on. So make sure you guys catch Clap Back Culture tonight, 7 p.m. right here on Converge Media. Well, up next, I get to talk to Mara Palmer. Mara Palmer has been involved in the Black graduation ceremony for many years and has been a staple in our community when it comes to our youth and our youth engagement. What's up, Mara? 
me. Of course. Thank you so much for making it work with your schedule. I mean, this is something that has been in the community for many, many years. Tell folks about Black Graduation. Absolutely. So Black Graduation is our culturally rite of passage ceremony to celebrate students making it through the comprehensive uh, school model. So this year um, we're bringing it back. COVID shut us down for a few years and we were able to pivot and recognize our youth at the Juneteenth events. Um, thousands of people for the first time got to recognize our students on the stage and, and support and let them know that the village is there. So this year, we're happy to be returning to Langston Hughes um, Performing Arts Center in the central area of Seattle. It's from four to seven this Saturday, and there's still plenty of time. That's why I'm here. If you by chance didn't celebrate your baby this year, if they didn't have a graduation, um, we are here for you. That's what we do, lift our people up. So sixth graders, eighth graders, high school and college. Okay. I love it. I mean, We're that's not what I was nobody. Say. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. It's not just about like high school graduation. Yeah. It, I mean, I remember one year you guys had, you know, going from kindergarten to first grade. <laughs> like, you know, there's certain yeah. milestones throughout a, yeah. a child's educational career, really. Yeah. And I love that you're saying, look, we're open. We accept all of y'all. Mm -hmm. And it's back at Langston this year. Mara, tell us a bit about how that yeah. feels to be back in the community. It's great. I mean, Langston Hughes is... Uh, epicenter for greatness. So we want all of our youth to touch all the places in Seattle where great things have happened and, and take the torch like myself. You know, if it wasn't for people that invested in me, I wouldn't be here. So that's what it's all about, paying it forward and letting people know that um, the village is here to depend on. And so we have elders there. We do libations. We do a celebration. We uh, recognize young achievers that are stepping forward. And then we have food and do what we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's a great celebration indeed. And and Mara, you've just been involved for so long in this effort. Thank you for all you've given to community. Absolutely. I feel like you're one of those unsung heroes, right? <laughs> and it's like you, you've been out here for a long time, just dedicated to this. Tell us a bit about, you know, the connection, because I know that this is really coming from Africatown Center for Education and Innovation. Sure. Maybe people don't know what that is. Just make sure the folks know what this organization is doing for the babies. Absolutely. So africatowncenter.org is where you can find more information. Um, we've been around since 2013, actually. Um, it was a group of concerned parents, uh, veteran educators, other stakeholders in the community that really wanted to even the playing field, per se, for African-American students in Seattle Public Schools that um, were falling behind. This is what hard work looks like. So... Yeah, and we appreciate you for it. The one thing that I love, too, is as our families, you know, went through gentrification, you guys are open to all students of all school districts. Absolutely. And you guys really don't turn away any youth who want to celebrate their achievements academically. Right. That's something that I really appreciate about this community yes. effort, Mara. And you guys are, are just doing phenomenal work. So it looks like they can join in, tap in, celebrate grads if they know grads, if yes. they know family members who are graduating. I mean, all the way, my cousin was there. She graduated from SBI before they closed, right? So <laughs> Like, this is exactly what it's about. It's about yes. that celebration piece. One more time, make sure folks know how they can come Absolutely. and tune into this amazing event. So this Saturday, um, you can sign up your people. They can nominate themselves Seattle Black Grad. There we go. All right. 
and you just want to sign up and we can get you the information. We want our graduates to arrive early, but the program is from four to seven. Please show up and bring your screaming. We're going to celebrate folks that have put themselves first and, and chose to be great. Oh, Mara, thank you so much for joining me today. Appreciate it. Amazing event. I can't wait to be there. Right on. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, I told you guys, great show today, jam-packed. And up next, we're going to be diving in with Haru Chayez, our man for Haru Hills. He's going to be telling us about some other metrics that we can use for our health and wellness. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Cherry. What up, y'all? It's T-Dub. I'm here at Converge Media to let you know about my new venture, The Resole. We are introducing Seattle's first dry cleaner for sneakers, and we want you to be a part of it. Head over to www.theresole206.com this Juneteenth weekend for our official website launch. Welcome back, Harry. I just love that song, The Truth of Proof. He's doing it. Welcome back to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And joining me right now is Haru Chayez. Our man, we're going to be diving into some topics again around health and wellness. What's up, Haru? Thank you for being here for Haru Hills. Peace. It's wonderful to be here again. It's good to see you. Yeah, you too. I mean, last time we were talking about breathing. And literally, our, our guy behind the scenes who does our podcasting, he hit me up and said, Watch your breath. <laughs> the way it's coming through. So, Keith, I'm trying to be better about it. I promise I am. But tell us a bit about what you're here to share today. Well, um, as you know, I'm a Qigong instructor. And one of the goals of Qigong or meditation systems and yoga systems is really to improve the quality of life. Um, Rinzu is the method that I chose to teach and I, I choose to teach in the community. And the, the um, focus of, of Rin, Rinzu is really about five treasures. And those five treasures are health happiness, well-being, um, contribution, and growth. There are gateways to get there. And they're we call those the high five. So that's the high five, the penultimate of where we want get, to get to. But there's some gateways or some methods that we have to walk down to get there. The first one is trust. That's foundational. Trust is really about trusting the process, trusting the universe, trusting yourself, building that trust, returning to trust. We've lost trust through relationships and interactions and things like that, and really have some tough times in life. Um, but if we live in a distrustful or mistrustful manner, we won't accept what the universe has to offer us. And so we have to really work around healing that. And so the method of Qigong that we practice is really about reestablishing trust with yourself, trust with your people, um, and trust with life in general to, to establish some well-being. Next, we move on to what we call openness. And we have to be open to receive information, right? We trust that the information is pure, but we also have to be open to accept the information that we receive and then add um, the information to, to that information, some action. Um, if we if we receive information but don't do anything about it, it's just noise, right? So we have to put those th that information into action. The next we have is is love, right? We have to reestablish love and harmony in our lives, heal ourselves, help others, and things of that nature. So we have to love. Love is really a foundational understanding of who and what we are. Um, it's our it's our being, our sense of self. It's really our identification with with that interdependence between one another. We give and receive. We give without ex without expecting anything in return and we receive openly um, and honestly. The next one is gratitude, being thankful, right? Being thankful that we have a, a, a body, a modality to receive this information and this love to really grow and, 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 and to achieve um, what, we, what we want to accomplish and what we need to accomplish in life. And then we have Gong Jing. And Gong Jing is really about respect. 
it's ultimate respect, really. It's, it's respecting yourself, it's respecting others, it's respecting the universe, respecting the process, and really just embracing um, what everything, every experience has to offer and learning from it, rather than, you know, being a, a boring to it, like, oh my God, I can't deal with this situation, I don't wanna in interact with these people or these things, but really just accepting and understanding it and, and learning through the process. So those 10 points are what we're talking about right now. Wow, I mean, this right here, I think sometimes um, people see something like Qigong. I think people have been seeing it now in the park. You've been out here in these streets in the community. So yeah, I think people sure. are, are kind of getting like, oh, OK. And they kind of equate it to like Tai Chi. But I think also, too, there is a kind of surface level understanding because they don't understand all of these different layers to it. So it looks like it's just something that's physical. But this is obviously something that is rooted in what you call those high fives that really uh, culminate together to be a about all of the different things. And so how do you bring that out to community so they understand these high five points? Well, while we're practicing, when we're, when we're in that modality, we talked about breathing, we talked about you know focusing and, and being calm. So we'll focus in our breath, but as we're practicing the modalities of the movements, we also engage a mind activity to understand these high five principles. And we'll walk through that, that principle throughout the practice. Um, the practice is really geared towards, you know, the movement piece, but the movement piece is really um, accessing the brain activity and helping the brain do what it needs to do. And we also take, you know, um, steps to make sure that anyone can participate. Not everyone can move. Not everybody can stand on one foot and put one foot in the air and things like that. So we have different styles and different techniques for people who might not want to get into the exercise aspect of it that can sit um, in space and just learn how to do these mind activities and really heal the heart and uplift the spirit. Yeah, this right here for me, it's so holistic. And because we haven't had enough, I think, holistic practices, they get broken off into pieces. Right. And so it's kind of this like ad hoc or, you know, oh, I'm going to, you know, kind of just take this piece and leave the rest. You know, I, um, I, I understand that that that's what's worked for some people. But the truth of the matter is, is it doesn't really work over time. And I think people have to understand that this holistic approach. When we talk about Qigong um, being out here and doing the movements, this is also another measure of what you were describing the last time you were here around eliminating stress, right? And so tell us a bit about how the Qigong practice also connects to some of those original points you made around eliminating stress. Definitely. Well, with the movement aspect of Qigong, we're conditioning the body to respond to stimuli a different way. We're taking time, just like if we were practicing shooting a free throw, we're taking time in practice mode when we don't have the stressors around us to, to learn how to breathe again, to learn how to move again, to learn how to visualize what it looks like to be at peace, to be our true nat natural being that we are designed in the image of. And so when we practice those, when we don't have the stimuli outside, we don't have all of the noise of life bombarding us, when we step into those spaces where the noise returns, we can, we can remind ourselves, hey, look, I... I, I practice this so I can recenter myself. And we put trigger points throughout the meditation practice, throughout the Qigong practice, so it's easy to return back. You know, it's easy to go back to the six verses and go, wait, you know, um, I'm inside of my person and, and I can feel the emptiness and spaciousness within, mm -hmm. right? I can connect with everything in the universe. So I'm one with this person, I'm one with the situation, right? And, and then I can have Gong Jing. I can return back to my person and go, oh, wait, I'm respectful of this. This is good stuff, right? I need this information. I need this interaction in order to become strong again, to, in 
order to heal. So we, we, we condition ourselves in the, in the quiet moments for the noisy moments. Anybody can be a guru on a mountaintop, right? So we have to step inside of, of, of space and interact with people to learn if we've really um, in, 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 endued ourselves with this, this um, understanding. Yeah, it's, it happens on the ground. It's so true. Uh, you know, one of these high five points here, the very first one, I mean, you're talking about trust. We know in the black community in particular, I mean, and as you just kind of outlined it there, there's so many different barriers that I think are up for people or they've uh, established barriers for themselves around trust. And and we know it's it spans the spectrum. There's a bunch of reasons why, a bunch of different personal experiences that have caused that that wall to be up there. But, you know, what are some of the ways that you walk people through lowering that barrier and understanding that trust is a major part of the entire healing process. You know, I was thinking about this as I was driving here today and I was thinking about like hanging out with my daughter when she was little and um, she would have tea parties for me, you know, make little tea parties. And I sat down in one of the chairs and it broke and I fell. Right. And so if it was a little tiny Barbie chair, right, it wasn't made to hold my weight. Right. But I didn't go around for the rest of my life being nervous about sitting down in chairs. Otherwise, I'd be too tired. Right. I wouldn't be able to sit. When I came in here, I jumped in this chair. I didn't think about the chair. I looked at it like, oh, it'll, it'll hold my weight and things like that. We, we do have the ability to intuit to understand and to use wisdom, right? We have to activate that faculty too. So we know how to inter interact with people. But we also have to return to the source that we're created in the image of a peace that is unconquerable by nature. There's nothing that can disturb that peace. We have spent a lot of time as, as black and brown people identifying with the person, with our physical being and the trauma that our physical beings have endured. Um, we have to return back to what our source is. We're created in this image of peace. If we return to that peace um, through this holistic practice that we're talking about, these types of practices, we can really stabilize ourselves and we don't identify with the trauma anymore. That gives us the ability to create. That gives us the ability to change. That gives us the ability to heal ourselves, to uplift ourselves, uplift our community, uplift others. So it's really about returning to that source so we can rebuild the civilization of, of, of trust that we had, that we established for thousands of years in different um, civilization cultures. Yeah, this is this is exactly actually why I, I mentioned that in the first um, segment of Haru Hills was there's so much, so many treasures that are there when we talk about our ancient civilizations and the fact that we get to live in this plane right now and witness and also participate and experience the benefits of those treasures by bringing them back to life is so key. Uh, I think a lot of people don't understand. Sometimes there's this direct connection to how healthy our ancient societies and civilizations were, but it was really because they were utilizing these practices and they were a part of everyday life. So people understood that. I mean, now, you know, as you practice Qigong and, and you're talking about this, you know, what was it about Renzu style in particular that made you say, this is something I want to do. I want to become an instructor in this, but then I want to bring this out to my community because I think that connection right there is where now so many other people are beginning to benefit from what you decided. You know what? This is how I'm going to be giving back to people. Well, Renzu was a philosophy of change. 
of, of healing your life, right? Of healing relationships, of healing your, your psych, of healing your body. It wasn't just exercise. Um, I walked into different Qigong studios. I've walked in different, you know, yoga studios. And it was about to exercise. Like we're going to do hot yoga today. We're going to sweat it out. Right. But Renzu was really focused on how do we change these patterns? We have these negative habits. We have these negative opinions, you know, these, these, these repeat offenses that we continue to create, you know, we've offended, tr you know, trust on our own. How do we heal that? And, and when I, I sat down with my instructor and, and my first trainer, that's what we talked about. We weren't talking about, oh, we got to focus on the movements. It was like, hey, let's focus on the mind activity. What patterns do you have in your life that you want to heal, that you want to change um, so that you can grow as a, as a being? And I was like, wow, this is a different conversation than what I expected. I thought we were just going to come in here. I was going to hold a pose for an hour. Um, and so when I understood that, you know, and then really got into the philosophy of Renzu, Zendudu Ren, which means to uplift yourself so you can uplift others. There's not a lot of choice in that, right? I'm going to heal myself and my cup running over as we've been taught, you know, in, in our, as, as children, I have to give it away, right? So I, I picture myself, hey, I'm going, to, I'm going to receive this information. I have to take it back. Who better to take it back to than my people? right? The people that have been impacted um, in my society or my, my community the most. And so I'm going to take it back to the people that I love, the people that raised me, the people that have been traumatized with me, help them heal. So now we can rebuild what was lost. And then we can spread that, that out throughout the, the nation, throughout the world, right? We want to, we want to heal ourselves. And we're all on this journey together. We have to take care of one another. Wow. Haru Hills in the building. Thank you so much. This is really powerful insight and information you're sharing. And uh, I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, honored, honestly, that the day with Trey can be a conduit for all the things that you're doing out here in community. And of course, you know, now's the time where you get to look right there and let people know how they can connect, how they plug in to all the things you have going on. Best way to connect with my person is on Instagram at Heru Nefer. That's the best way. DM me there. Follow me there. I put stuff up on, on that, um, that platform. You can also email me at heruchayezamen at gmail.com. Um, I answer those emails as well. So I'm always available to work in the community. I'll come to your site. I'll come to your office. We teach this inside of corporations. So feel free to tap me in, and we'll step into that space. Amazing. Thank you so much for being with me today on this. I, I don't know if it's Think It Through Thursday. It's a great, yeah, you gave us some good topics for Think It Through Thursday. Thank you again, Haruchai is a man for joining me today. Always a pleasure. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Absolutely. Wow. Lots of information for you guys to take in. Make sure you guys tap in with Haru Chayas. I'm in. He gave you the ways to do so. It looks like Instagram may be an easy way. Haru Nefer. Um, and that's H-E-R-U-N-E-F-E-R -E -E on Instagram. So check them out. Tap in. Do some things that are healing yourself. Uh, they're really out here healing others. Of course, I got a good show recap for you guys. And we're going to tap into what we have coming up tomorrow on The Day with Trey. Just stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Besa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Basa. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear.
Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I want to just thank all of my guests for being on today with me. Of course, my girl, good sis, Julia Jesse from Clapback Culture, our Clapback Culture queen right here at Converge. She gave us a couple of details about what's going on tonight. Make sure you guys tune in to learn more and dive into all of the Clapback topics uh, tonight on Converge Media at 7 p.m. Also want to thank Mara Palmer for being here. You guys, uh, Salman's going to put it up one more time. The Black Graduate graduation ceremony is happening this Saturday at Langston Hughes. Make sure you guys are registering your grads. If you guys know people who are graduating, going up to the next level, um, you know, you want to make sure that they are a part of this amazing program on Saturday. Uh, uh, just want to thank Mara for being here to share that. And of course, also want to thank Harucha as I meant another deep segment on how we can utilize all of these amazing techniques and tools to heal ourselves. And he just went over the top high five points right there from Rinzu Qigong. And for those of you who want to learn more, make sure you tap in with him on Instagram. Um, of course, I, I just want to put this up one more time here. The Digital Sales Access Program. I, I'm talking about it again because this is an intentional way to ensure that, that barriers for access are eliminated for small businesses. So if you are a small business, if you know of someone who needs to upgrade their point of sale system, they will get the training, all of the equipment, everything they need to walk away to ensure their customers are utilizing an upgraded sales system. So make sure you uh, share that out. And if you are a small business, go ahead and apply and get a part of that program. Of course, for me, I want you guys to always be inspired by the guests that come on the day with Trey. Be inspired because everybody has something to give. And the more of us who understand that, who tap into our greatness internally so that it can explode out externally, the more we all benefit. So I just encourage you all to continue to see yourself as a part of the solution if you already are and to begin to see yourself as a part of the solution if you have not yet stepped out onto those waters. Come and join us. The water is good. We want you to dip your toes in with us. It's amazing when we all are participating. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to get to talk to Anita Beck. You guys are always asking me, where do I find my clothes? Where are you wearing that girl? Where you get that? Well, Anita, Anita Beck and uh, uh, Nikki's Niche Designs. I go to her all the time. She calls me her number one customer. So she'll be joining me tomorrow. And we have a guest in the building from the East Coast, uh, Rashida Frazier, Ketanen Chayes. She will also be in the building. She does a lot of work around business tips for uh, many businesses. So we're going to be diving in with her uh, and see what she has to share with us. Um, that's coming up tomorrow. Thank you guys again for joining me today. As always, appreciate all the love and I'll be with you guys until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. <laughs>